nitrate power. You're in the dog zone for an hour. Come on. You know the number. Welcome to the Dog Zone 9000, the only zone for 1900 Hot Dog, the number you dial for laughs. I'm Sean, maybe from the internet, and you should go to our Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash 1900 Hot Dog. It's how we live and pay writers, and we're the best. I'm here with my partner, Honk Magazine's number three package, 2017 and 2022, Robert Brockway! <laughs> what the fuck was that one? <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm Robert Brockway. Here's a Brockway fact. I have a very unique way of discerning Frank Miller's torso. No follow-up <laughs> I, have, I have none. I know what it is. It's the tentacle. Our guest today is comics expert and podcaster, host of Marvel by the Month. My daughter broke his son's Ghostbusters trap. He's Brian Stratton. <laughs> hey, hey, thanks for having me. And also, we, uh, we fixed the Ghostbusters trap. Everything oh, is cool. Uh, uh, your kid is welcome at the house again. Excellent. Ghost get away? <laughs> yeah, your house is, <laughs> did you even think about that? Your house is filled with ghosts. God, yeah. So you're welcome. My to come daughter over. did that to you. You may not want to come over, but uh, yeah. It's all good. It's all good, man. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Marvel by the Month because sure. um, I don't know if all of our listeners have heard of it. It's a star-studded podcast. You guys get like some some pretty serious guests. You had the Brian Michael Bendis, Chelsea Kane, Matt Fraction, a lot of comic book stars. On the yeah, show. yeah, and uh, and Sean Baby a few oh, times. Yeah. yeah, the internet's the internet's own Sean Baby. Yeah, uh, Sean Baby. <laughs> and, and you guys and are featuring, introducing. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you guys are like s- deep into the weird 70s. I guess the premise of your podcast, let, I'll let you explain it. Yeah. So uh, it, basically, it's what it, you know, it does what it says on the tin. Uh, each episode is one month in the history of Marvel Comics. So we started in August 1961 with the first issue of Fantastic Four. And then every episode after that has been the next month. So we're like halfway through 1973 now. Um, so like, it's weird as shit. Yeah, Stanley's gone from the company. Jack Kirby's gone from the company. Uh, there's monsters showing up everywhere. Uh, we just did the uh, the episode that came out the week that we're recording this uh, was the death of Gwen Stacy. Uh, we had Mark Wade join us for that one. Oh, damn. And it was, uh, yeah, we all needed a drink afterward. It was uh, horribly <laughs> depressing, but a great episode. So check right. Uh, it, did you dodge any black exploitation? I, or seventies Marvel got uh, got oh, super that's weird. Coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we uh, actually so we just had uh, David Walker on, uh, okay. a writer of. Uh, I mean, he's written Cage and he's written sure. you know uh, Power Man and Iron Fist and you know Bitterroot and a bunch of other great stuff. Uh, but we had him on to talk about uh, the issues of. Wait, let me guess. The, yep. the the time Luke Cage was going to get that fucking money back from Dr. Doom. Where's my money, honey? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, it's I mean, it's great. It's like everything in Marvel at this point is just like turning grindhouse. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. there's still the superhero books, but they're all honestly kind of boring. Um, but yeah. the really exciting stuff is like it's martial arts and swamp monsters and Dracula is in the Marvel Universe now. So uh, it's great. It's right. a really fun time. Uh, you had me on a show when it was an issue where the Hulk got shrunk down and <laughs> oh, it was like yeah. a Harlan Ellison did the plot mm-hmm. and, and then someone came in and scripted it and, and added like 45 Harlan Ellison like references. <laughs> yes. So I was just so fucking pissed off the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, hold on. 
like oblique Harlan oh, Ellison references? No, no. I mean, this is Marvel Comics we're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, it was very in your face. Um, yeah, it was actually a boy and his dog. It was like they really had to force it. But like Hulk <laughs> was near a dog and it's like the only thing that's left is a boy and his dog. You're like, hey, buddy, oh, oh. <laughs> congratulations on squeezing it in. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, it, we we went so hard on Harlan Ellison that uh, Harlan Ellison has now become like a running joke on the podcast. So thanks, I'm thank so you very glad. much for that. Yeah, yes, my hate resonated through your show. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, speaking of hate, I was going to say, speaking of hate resonating, yeah. yes, we are talking about uh, one of the most fucked up comics it's ever been. Yep, it's 2011's Holy Terror by Frank Miller. Two thousand. Uh, 11. 11. Yeah, this is 11. Fucking, like yeah. recent. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's not the word that's for a, it, but it's no longer recent. I know time has collapsed in on itself and we're aging <laughs> like we chose the wrong uh, grail. Uh, but <laughs> but it, it's no longer recent. But you know what? Uh, what it's also not recent to? 2001. Yes. It's yeah. not recent to 2001, which is yeah. what I'm saying. It was a terrible thing, but. Uh, and I say this with all due respect, Frank Miller, you got to get over it, pal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> of all the people. Yeah. I of do all the people, say... you and Dennis Miller, you just got to. <laughs> I do want to uh, say nice things about Frank Miller. I, I yeah. love a lot of Frank Miller books. Uh, a lot of people have a lot of negative things to say about him, and they're all absolutely right. But I kind of love uh, uh, cranky anger and violence and, mm-hmm. and the way Frank Miller does it. Uh, I think Dark Knight Returns is still one of the best Batman books. Hundred um, percent. Yep. Uh, Sin City is almost entirely awesome, and I think, like, broke the seal on super bold and stylish comic book adaptations into movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe more than even Mark Millar, he's capable of extreme badness in addition to like super crowd pleasing fun stuff. Yeah. Now, what's uh, the deal with these <laughs> comic book Millers and their problematic Batman? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I I I grew up a big Miller fan. You know, I started reading comics in the mid '80s, so you know, like right as I was getting into the superhero stuff uh, and getting a little bit past it uh, or wanting a little bit more from it. Um, you know, that's when I discovered Dark Knight. That's when I discovered mm-hmm. Batman Year One. Um, yeah. Like he he wrote the the first stories that made Daredevil an interesting character. Um, so. Like there was a lot of there's a lot of good Miller, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and even, you know, there's selected things from his later career that have done all right. Um, but yeah, I mean, something happened to him about 20, 25 years ago. Um, I wonder what it was. <laughs> yeah, well, it was I think it was a combination of 9-11 and extreme alcohol abuse. Uh, and yeah, the combination was pretty potent. And that's why we got Holy Terror. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even hate All-Star Batman. I, I, I usually read comic books really casually. Yeah. And I kind of knew that wasn't like special. Like I, I knew like, ooh, new Frank Miller. This is going to be amazing. But I was like, this is fine. And then like m- most of society agreed, no, this is fucking stupid. And I'm like, gotta, <laughs> but that's kind of what I liked about it. I think a lot of his stuff is fucking like 300 and Sin City is kind of a stupid take on that genre of stuff. Uh, but that's what I like about it. It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's, like, it's big dumb fun. Like yeah. it, when it, when it's not hateful, right? I, yeah, I'd we live. are done with the nice things about Frank Miller. <laughs> okay, good segue. I live in constant terror of being Frank Miller. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel, 
I know there must be these issues present in his life before, and he's just hasn't had an excuse to express them. And I believe mm-hmm. he even says that in this comic book mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. he comes to that directly. But and there's you know also that about yourself. You have a lot of darkness inside you. No, you no. Like the narrative is that that we see from the outside that we see with. With, I mean, you see it with, we were talking about this the other the other week with like people that have a, a stroke or a, a head trauma or something. And in this case, like mm-hmm. Dennis Miller and, and and Frank Miller, all the Millers, every Miller Millers. that's ever been, uh, <laughs> it's it was like 9-11. And there's just like some, that there's some sort of Manchurian candidate, like sleeper phrase out there that's just waiting to turn you from a guy that does like big, dumb, fun things into fucking just... I'm going to throw it all the way just to let Muslims know I hate them. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to tank my whole career just to let, you know, trans women know that they're not welcome in Harry Potter. Right. Like, yeah, it's fucking crazy to me. And I'm, I know that's not the real narrative, but that's from the outside. It looks like something just triggered a part of your brain that just ate the rest of your personality. Yeah, because I mean, I think, look, any, any of us who were, you know, alive and adults during 9-11, I think a, a large percentage, probably a larger percentage than we want to admit of us went a little nuts for a short for period sure. of time. And we yeah. were on board with basically whatever. Um, but yeah, no, it's but we then, had all had a vengeful anger. Exactly. For a group of specific well, specific people that were already dead, like the people who did it. Were yes. Dead, but yes. but there, there was they were part of a larger group and that the line containing that larger group could fluctuate a lot. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, after a couple of weeks of, you know, watching the towers in a loop on the news, yeah. you're like, ah, oh, God, like, I, I can't, I can't do this to myself anymore. And also like some of the things that it, it, it seems like there, there's some folks who are ready to do some terrible things. Uh, and they're using this as an excuse to do those terrible things. And it's like, maybe we should think twice about this uh before we commit to something that we can't take back um and yeah there was like a speed and ferocity that you were like oh you had something in the chamber though then. <laughs> yeah. you were like you were yeah. like right here with your with your caricatures and your shirts yeah like okay you had that ready you were just... exactly yeah i uh there is a theme to the comic i'll talk about that later that 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 ties into that that like this was inside of him and uh when it came out they weren't like oh what was this darkness inside of me? It was like, oh, I was right to be this terrible the whole time. Yeah. Again, yeah. I believe he says that word for word in the yes. comic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so he has all this vengeful anger, like I think a lot of people did. He held, held on to his a little longer than I think is reasonable. 2011. Uh, yes. Yeah. And uh, I think he started it, I think in 2005, 2006, something like that. It took yeah. him five um, years to do this. Yes. Well, it, it was originally going to be a Batman crazy. comic. Uh, <laughs> right. It was originally going to be a Batman comic called Holy Terror Batman. Um, <laughs> and it, it was being it was being developed at DC Comics under uh, the editor's name is Bob Shrek. Uh, mm-hmm. Shrek winds up getting laid off from DC. Uh, he winds up uh, becoming the editor in chief of this new comics company called Legendary Comics, which is part of the same media group that is Legendary Films. Um, oh, really? Yes. Uh, so, yeah, this is the the you know the the. Film company that made, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy, Pacific Rim, Watchmen, Inception, Dune. Mordecai. Yeah, Mordecai. Yep. Um, <laughs> and uh, so Shrek winds up editor in chief over there. 
the very first thing that Legendary Comics publishes is this piece of shit. Oh, crap. <laughs> and what, a, what an amazing... Yeah. The tone shift that is accomplished simply by adding the word Batman to the title is astonishing. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of a better tone shift. Yeah. A, a more I, dramatic tone shift. I legitimately love the idea on a base level... A knee-jerk reaction. Like the idea Holy of making Terror a, Batman. a, a, yeah, like a 1940s funny. propaganda comic yes. today starring Batman with like the tone of Holy Terror Batman. Like if he's sort of wackily punching Al-Qaeda members like Captain America punched Hitler. Yeah. Right. Like that's hilarious until you think about it for just one second. Like, <laughs> like I just don't see how you could do it without Islamophobia or – I don't see how Frank Miller could do it. I think Tom King could do it. Oh, sure. He's another great Batman writer. But Frank Miller writes these huge one-dimensional characters. He's not going to like follow some Al-Qaeda recruit around in a B-plot while he struggles with his beliefs and ethics. Like <laughs> he's going to like he's going to have dynamite covered camels with fucking guys screaming ooga booga, which again would be awesome and like a long time ago. 1985 that'd be fucking hilarious. It'd be right. There would be comics. There would certainly be content warnings on the cartoon <laughs> adaptations yes. that would cite how it's important to understand this period of history. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't want to list all the ways Al Qaeda is different from the Nazis. Um, <laughs> Let's get but, into uh, that. <laughs> but, like, the kind of patriotism Frank Miller is calling back to is just kind of fascism now. Like, it's yeah, just it's this, nationalism. Yeah. It's just this maniac us versus them. But, uh, and I think that was fine when the them was Nazis, but a, a lot of people could make the case that we're the them to a lot of people's perspective. Yep. Uh, we're the anyway, them. It, it's, it's, I recognize it's not my area of expertise, but I recognize more that it's fucking A, not Frank Miller's area of expertise. <laughs> <laughs> and now, in, but in over the course of five years, it never occurred to Frank Miller. No. no nobody nobody introduced that to him, like on year three of like, no, 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 it's Batman, but he hates Muslims. Yeah, like no, nobody that he pitched that to over a legendary were like, uh huh, uh huh. Let's uh, let's yeah, just put a pin and circle back to that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he 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 was in that situation where it happens to so many extremely successful people that they rise to a level of success where no one around them is saying no anymore. Right. Um, and it, it is like in the the early two thousands, he yeah, he had his his issues with alcohol, which went on for quite a while. Um, but also like he was almost systematically purging people who would say no to him from his life. Uh, like, uh, in 2006, um, he winds up getting, uh, divorced, uh, his, he, his wife, Lynn Varley, who did the colors on, you know, dark Knight, on 300 on a lot of his work really brought out the best in his art. Mm -hmm. Um, they wound up splitting up after 20 years of marriage and you can kind of read between the lines of, you know, the collapse of this person. Um, and, you know, and, and just watching bits of his life fall away. Um, and then mm -hmm. there was just, and DC, you know, it's like Dark Knight is a perennial bestseller for them. Like the, the Dark Knight Returns probably sells more copies in an average month than just about any other graphic novel in their entire catalog. So yeah. it's rightfully like, so. yeah, but it, it, at the same time, it's like, there's only so far that they're willing to you know, push back against this. And it's like, okay, Frank, yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like he's really moving this ball too far, you know, too far <laughs> down the, the field. Like, I don't know if this book is ever going to get made. Let's just not tell him no yeah. and keep him on our side. And so we can continue using his name on other things, you know? That's great. That's great, Frank. Listen, uh, yeah, Batman's going to fight Muslims next month. We'll do it right. next month. <laughs> this, this month, let's just, uh, how about the Joker? 
I like the sound of that. Uh, so yeah, Grant Morrison had a quote. Um, you might have heard this. It was in a Newsarama interview, and he uh, just fully called him out on it. He's like, "Oh, Batman versus Al Qaeda might as well be Bin Laden versus King Kong, or yeah. how about this Mister Al Qaeda mastermind up against a hungry Hannibal Lecter?" For all the good <laughs> it's likely to do. Cheering on a fictional character as he beats up fictionalized terrorists seems like a decadent indulgent when uh, real terrorists are killing real people in the real world. Uh, I'd be so much more impressed if Frank Miller gave up all this graphic novel nonsense, joined the army, and with a howl of undying hate, rushed headlong onto the front lines with the young soldiers who are actually risking life and limb versus Al-Qaeda. Weird quote. Weird right? quote from and a so, weird guy. Yeah, I would have just like <laughs> left it alone. Hey, that chaos magician is saying strange things about me. But Frank Miller responded to it. And like the shit that you let lie, he says on his own blog, he says, I'm uh, too old to serve my country in any other way. Otherwise, I'd gladly be pulling the trigger myself, which is just fucking weak ass shit. Like that's like, dude, man, if my knee is 100%. I'd fuck you up. No, listen, fools. I have a theory that I would be quite dangerous if I were a completely different person. It's just sad internet loser shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's like, that's the discourse around the comic uh, on like the high between him and his peers. Yeah. Is uh, just instant like troll shit. Yeah. Um, Alan Moore went after him too. Uh, Cause around the same time, Frank got shitty about the Occupy movement. Every um, chaos magician hated this comic. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and you know, that's where we sort of found out that, that, you know, Alan Moore who, you know, is he, he's, he's certainly come under fire for things that he has said and, and, you know, done as well, not to the extent, anywhere close to the extent that, that Frank Miller has. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, he, he was saying it's like, well, I, he said, Frank Miller is someone whose work I barely looked at for the past 20 years. Um, I, I think that there has probably been a rather unpleasant sensibility apparent in Frank Miller's work for quite a long time. Uh, I heard about the latest outpourings regarding the Occupy movement. It's about what I'd expect from him. Uh, I uh, have the quote from the Occupy movement, if you'd like to hear that. Oh, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's let's whip that one out. Okay, this is Frank Miller's quote from his own blog. He called the Occupy Wall Street people a pack of louts, thieves, and rapists. Wake up, pond scum. America is at war against a ruthless enemy. Maybe between bouts of self-pity and all the other tasty tidbits of narcissism, you've been served up in your sheltered, comfy little worlds. You've heard terms like Al-Qaeda and Islamicism. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he was stuck Batman. in traffic behind a protest or something, but it's pretty bad. <laughs> maybe it's hard you heard to of a little someone... guy called Batman who uh, who wouldn't <laughs> occupy Wall yeah. Street, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he is Wall Street because he's a billionaire. Yeah, well, um, you'd be like Batman, you dumb fucks. Yeah, <laughs> and also, I mean, that quote just kind of underscores something that we also see in Holy Terror, which is just like how far his writing ability had fallen by right. this point, like. The thing that so Holy Terror on its face is an extremely offensive piece of propaganda for a number of reasons. It's also just offensively bad. Like it, it is, is poorly crafted. Uh, the the art is terrible. The writing is terrible. The plot for what there is of it is just ridiculous. Um, yeah, it, it's, it, it's a cartoon uh, and it takes itself very seriously. Right. Like the tone is... Uh... I guess like somber and like a, like a funeral procession. Yeah. Like a real, like nine 11 memorial type of vibe. There literally are like pages and pages of just squares with the the people's faces that have died. Only the the people's faces that died, like in this comic 
And a lot of them are the people that Frank Miller is clearly trying to say, look at these fucking assholes. But then he also wants to do a memorial for the fucking assholes. It's so it is bizarre. Weird. Like there's four blank pages of just like portraits fading out. You're like, okay, yeah. but you can't, but that was, you originally art. established those portraits as the memorial to fade them out. Are you like, we should forget about them. Like your metaphors are, are fucked buddy. Yeah. I and also strongly when, agree. by the time he gets to the, 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 double page spread the double double page spread because all these pages are double wide um it, it, when it's just empty boxes um they start out symmetrical but even like by the last page uh it, like he can't even get the the boxes to be symmetrical any longer like it is so sloppy it is such a sloppy well, piece of shit that's a little metaphor about how like our memories they let us look <laughs> shut sure. up you batman yeah. wouldn't question when these squares yeah. It's a metaphor for how when you're really pissed off and drunk when you draw a comic book, it just gets all <laughs> fucked up. You're just fucking louts and thieves. Uh, anyway, I, I I feel like uh, it's a bad take to say uh, you shouldn't care about the economy while there are Muslims out there. And I don't yeah. know if I'd ever call someone a rapist just because they didn't hate Al-Qaeda as much as I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I... I just want to talk a little bit more about Frank Miller before we talk about the terribleness of this comic book. Sure, sure. Uh, he did another interview with The Guardian where uh, he's like pretty recently where he didn't apologize for anything, but he admits he wasn't thinking clearly when he made this comic book. And he's like, I don't know, like he, he seems to know like kind of what the problems were, but like he doesn't want to address them. And it, it's obviously written by an emotionally unstable person throwing a fit, but I also want to make the point that he fucking tinkered with it for 10 years that like, even if he was super mad when he started the thing, like he was going back in a lot and he could have at any point, like just made one of the, there had to only been like 40 word bubbles just make, (laughs) that's the other thing. Writing wise, I feel like this is two evenings of work, not like hard, hard work. It's just like, it's a really short script. And um, anyway, I have an interview with him in 2011 uh, it is. Uh, it's really something. It's with Bob Shrek, the editor you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Well, gee, it's going to take him two years to do this book, which would have made it what two thousand and seven. Yeah, something like that. Well, and yeah, and literally, we heard all over the place. Oh, by then, that whole terrorism thing is just going to be passe. Hi, here we are. I mean. You got yes. any apologies from people telling you that you were going to be behind the curve and here we are 10 years later? And- yeah, I, I'm not hearing from a lot of people telling me that they aren't afraid of, 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 um, of trouble from abroad. You're getting a lot of apologies. And, and, and uh, homegrown trouble. Um, the, the issue here is a method of killing. It's not a religion. Uh, I, for instance, was born Catholic. And I can tell you very little about the mysteries of Catholicism. But I can tell you a fair amount about the Spanish Inquisition. And by the same token, I can tell you squat about Islam. I don't know anything about it, (laughs) but I know a goddamn lot about Al-Qaeda, and I want them all to burn in hell. 
<laughs> that's that's their smash cutaway. <laughs> Fucking anime waifu, anime waifu, anime waifu. Oh. I thought they were going to drop the beat and make it a techno remix of that last one. And I know a lot, a lot, a lot about Al-Qaeda. So, oh. so that's him basically saying, hey, no, no, it's not Islamophobic. I hate Al-Qaeda. And... And his way of justifying that is like, dude, I don't know fucking anything about Islam. And uh, <laughs> good one, yeah. That yeah. oh, okay. So it's considerate. You, I can't be hateful. Ignorant. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not hateful. I'm just ignorant. And uh, we'll see as we go through the comic. There's a lot of stuff in here that he comments on that has nothing to do with Al Qaeda and only to do with uh, Muslim shit. Yes. Um, so anyway, let's let's talk about the comic. I have some notes. Okay. Um, okay. Any. Let's start with. The comic book itself. It's a big, dumb, fucking yellow thing. Like it's designed so it won't <laughs> fit on a shelf. So I think <laughs> I think authorities force them to do this so that you have to leave it on a horizontal surface so guests in your home know that you own it. <laughs> <laughs> it is like a, this fucking four foot wide rectangle. Uh, anyway, uh, it's all like stylish, like Sin City. So the first kind of feels like fifty pages are just like black and white ink splatter. Uh, then uh, there's a quote, finally, spanning two pages that says, if you meet the infidel, kill the infidel, Mohammed. That's a quote from Mohammed. Now, um, I already have some, some notes, some actual notes. The, the, the translated line from the Quran is, when you meet the, meet the unbelievers on the battlefield, strike off their heads. So he's taken some liberties. I mean, it's, it's not the most gentle passage, but I think Frank Miller's actually quoting Ayatollah Khomeini, not the prophet Mohammed. Uh, anyway, I found that on the first Google match leading to a 2004 article specifically about that line. So Frank could have done that. He could have done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just told you that to know something about <laughs> Islam would make you an Islamophobe. As right. long as you yeah. don't know anything about it, you can't. You're complicit in the hate yeah. to, to, to know something. What kind of son of a bitch would know something about it <laughs> and then hate it? <laughs> so... Uh, no, it, it's it's just Batman and Catwoman like jumping across rooftops. Yeah, uh, for page after page after page. Can we describe and, uh, his Catwoman real quick? Uh, uh, it's sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, she's Catwoman, but sluttier, which was not necessary. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, Catwoman's <laughs> she's possibly main main feature is that uh, she's a real real sexy Catwoman lady, and you're like, Miller <laughs> was like, oh, but what if uh, short shorts? Oh, that's not enough. Fishnets, that's not enough. Oh, thigh highs that are also sneakers. I've got it. Full gimp wear everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, there's an old video that uh, you might have seen where they took uh, one of the Arkham Asylum games and they swapped the bodies uh, with the animation. You know what I'm talking about? I love that one. That's one <laughs> of the favorites. So, yeah, like, so here comes Batman just writhing around sexily like Catwoman. And it is so funny. And it, it was funny to me because... Uh, like Catwoman's sexiness is just background noise for my brain. Like I just never even noticed she was doing that. Like the first time I played it. <laughs> Fucking yeah. inhumanly. Like if any, yeah. to watch somebody else do that, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. A body and can't even move like that. It's, it's wild. I mean, she's basically one of the, one of the girls from old town, um, from Sin City. I mean, that's, exactly. that's pretty much what he, what he's referencing. And the only female character he is capable of. Of writing. hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. Well, he could also, I also do. I think uh, maybe there's something to the fact that the only color in uh, her entire first like 30 pages is her feet. I, I'm not going to say yeah, any more about that. That's but. something. <laughs> it's, a, it's a strange motif to just color only the woman's feet. 
Yeah, for and the that, whole comic uh, book. perhaps the biggest splash page at the start is when her boot comes off and her foot's, you know, like right right up in front there and her little fish mm-hmm. stocking. I yeah. think, uh, you know what? Never mind. I'm sure that's not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I wrote down some of the dialogue it starts with. Um, she's, her name is Natalie Stack. She's a cat burglar. That's the, all we know about her. Uh, she's not Catwoman. Uh, she's certainly not Catwoman. Right. Yeah. Legally distinct because she's Natalie Stack Cat Burglar. We've, uh, there's no serial numbers on this character. They've been filed off. <laughs> yeah, that's something like uh, he had to have just gone in and like it, erased a bunch of bat and cat ears for most of this comic. That's it. Yeah. I think is, he was yeah. 100, page, 100 pages done with this before DC said, this is fucking not a Batman comic book. Get the fuck out of my office. It's yeah. way more blatant than even the Watchmen swap. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> You you literally just erased the cape from some of these panels, and you can kind of tell where the cape was supposed to be. And he's yeah. his brain is just like I don't know what to put here. It's just a bunch of empty space without a cape. What yep. about a dinosaur head? How about some okay. ink splatters? Oh, yep. ink splatters! Goddamn ink splatters! Genius, Frank Miller. What about feet? Women's feet. <laughs> <laughs> the the dialogue is her. She goes, "He's right on my ass." Right on. My ass. What is this goddamn problem? All I did was steal a lousy diamond bracelet, and now he's right on my ass. So he's he's doing this word repetition like a really bad knockoff of Sin City. Yep. And and that's kind of what this all looks like. It feels like um called like an AI comic. Like someone fed Frank Miller to an AI, and this is just the fucking first draft of the garbage it spat out. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, uh, it feels like like the the Comics Gate Kickstarter version of a Sin City knockoff where yes. you know they're only gonna get around to shipping the first issue. Um and right. know, the rest of it will never actually get done. Yeah. And then they all end up in jail for domestic abuse or something. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh or fraud for the Kickstarter fraud. Anyway, uh she she falls off a building, the fixer catches her. That's his name, the fixer. We find this out. It's not Batman, it's the fixer. And uh and they have like this weird loving embrace. Like Frank Miller, like took the time through all this sketchy ink splatter to draw like this, like intense embrace. Like if this didn't suck, you could find meaning in it. Like that's what I mean is he's. You can tell already that he's going for art, but like yeah. not putting a ton of energy into it. Um, God, uh, the dialogue here. I wrote some more down. He goes, "You're busted, girl," and then she kicks him in the dick and says, "The hell I am, you son of a bitch." Just, just <laughs> Real raw quick. first the, draft uh... temper tantrum writing. The, yeah. the sound effect uh, when she kicks him in the dick is FUD. And I believe <laughs> I believe he says Gar. <laughs> it's amazing oh. that even the sound effects were badly written. Yeah, and then she kicks him in the face and the sound effect is cock. So Whoa. that's pretty good too. You yeah. just swapped him out. It should have said cock when you kicked him in the cock. Exactly. That's what art is, Frank Miller. That's what I'm saying. It's a very sloppy production. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, then that's it for the dialogue for a while. That's uh, just a bunch of fighting until they kiss and then they fight some more. I'm not leaving out anything. They just kind of fight and kiss and I took that one panel to mean full penetration, like yeah. right before the pipe bomb explodes. Yeah, yeah, and, and oh, the pipe for bomb sure. Does explode. You were supposed to infer, oh, this is him coming, an explosion. Wait, oops, it's a real explosion. Right. Yeah, like. I also hated when she goes, I hate your guts. And he goes, sure you do. I hate your guts. You make me sick. Sure I do. <laughs> then she goes, make me sick. And he goes, sure I will. It's right. You thought so you were building bad. up to something, but the, it was nothing at the end. Make me sick. What does that mean? Yeah. It's, what it's you- how the world's greatest bully would make fun of Frank Miller. 
<laughs> the so world's greatest up. Frank Miller bully is Frank yeah. Miller. God. That's true. They all yeah. fucking a pile of blood and shatter bones because they beat the shit up each other. That's the and thing. It's like, I mean, they're punching each other in the face. It's it's super uncomfortable. Like, yeah, uh, they, they take turns punching each other in the face. They're all fucked up and then they get it on. And it's just. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, I and I know that was meant to be shocking and disturbing. Like, I mean, that's the effect he was going for, but it's still a shitty effect. Yeah, it's such a yeah. fan fiction thing. Like the only thing that's happened is he's chasing Catwoman and then he fucks Catwoman. Like it, yeah. it, this is like a brainstorming session between like two horny 11 year olds, yeah. like writing their their own Batman story. It is absolutely um, the Kickstarter fan thing. You're spot on yeah. with that. So that's yeah. the first thing is like I they've been dancing around it for so long. I think we should immediately have them fuck like, yeah, yeah. that's that's what you would do as a as a hard up mm-hmm. nerd with the yep. <laughs> with the leash off. And there's no attempt at, at like, you know, characterization or anything like you are just supposed to instantly well, they're recognize bat- they're Batman, Batman Catwoman. and Catwoman. I mean, that's it. You mm-hmm. know, it's but there's that's what I mean. It's such a lazy you know, adaptation of the way this thing started out, uh, you know, where it's, you know, we just file the ears off and just let the reader fill in the rest. They know who these characters are. It, yeah, right. It, you know, it's just lame. Uh, and the dialogue here while they fuck, it says it's just a slow night. That's all. That's all. That's all. It is Roger Corman doing Quentin Tarantino. It is. Uh, it's it's bad Frank Miller doing good Frank Miller. Yeah, I yeah. think it's it's a better description. There's, yep. there's no need to fucking make an allegory. That's it's just what it is. Um, so it's like thirty five fucking pages in, and we've described everything that's happened. Like this is the already the length of a single comic book, and it, literally nothing has happened other yep. than a rooftop fuck. Uh, and they get hit by a bunch of nails in an explosion. And uh, Catwoman, uh, I'm sorry, Cat Burglar, Natalie Sack, she goes, yeah, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus, this really hurts. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> I, I love that instead of saying something you could quote or that would have meaning, he just, Frank Miller just went with what he blurts out when he stubs his toe. He's like, fucking <laughs> lock it in. Ten years he tinkered with this and that's what he left. Like, I have. It's, it's to set up the payoff at the end, which is when when he says, it's war, darling. It's war. And she says, it really hurts. And he says, I know it, baby. I know it hurts. <laughs> Don't you get it? It's war. It's oh, the war, war is the thing that hurts. You thought she was complaining about the, the nail in her shin, but it was really war. It's her internal it... monologue is better, though. She says, uh, and I quote, a nail, a goddamn nail. What the hell's a goddamn nail doing stuck in my goddamn leg? What's with that? What the hell is going on? So... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we learn a lot about the character from like the the. Internal really life. doesn't like nails in the leg. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. really, they really hurt. <laughs> well, much like war, much. Oh, it's, Jesus! It's as if he that was it, like like he was paying out of pocket for each additional word that he was using in the book. So it's like, ah, man, it's like I've already bought twenty five words. <laughs> right. It's like I'm just going to use these over and over so that you know I can I can stay under budget on this thing. Right. It's yeah. like he had a contract with a letterer that said, like, I'll pay you four cents per word, but <laughs> nail counts as the same word. <laughs> uh, so now we see, uh, now we, we go to the perspective of a sexy and alluring Islamic suicide bomber. Uh, and she's seducing a guy outside a bar and she takes a drink of his beer, which is like fucking, huh? Like, 
I know Frank Miller doesn't know a lot about Muslims, but I would say a devout Muslim about to sacrifice herself for the cause wouldn't like go out breaking such a fundamental taboo. Is it's my point? Unless this is him like saying the hypocrisy of these people. They have all these rules, but they break them right before they kill themselves. I know it. Yeah, (laughs) she's introduced as Armina, exchange student, humanities major. (laughs) Yes, yes. Just this fucking sneering liberal hate. Fucking humanities major. I don't even have to say she's Muslim. Uh, That's you. That's you assuming that. You came up with that. Yeah. She got radicalized by her fucking feminine studies class. Yeah. I love that he saves humanities major for the end of the script, which is where you would put the most despicable part. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking fucking humanities major. I got that. I got that he hated that part of it. And and the, uh, the captions that accompany... Uh, the introduction it, again, this is like such bottom basement writing uh, Empire City, USA. It's cold. The city is cold and wet and noisy and so very proud of itself. <laughs> Empire City, cold, wet, noisy, haughty, arrogant, always building itself bigger, taller, like some mad gaggle of robots, always climbing <sighs> mad gaggle of robots. That's that's how I look at a city. Uh, and that's the first thing that comes to mind when I see a skyline. It's like that looks mm-hmm. like a goddamn mad cold, gaggle of robots. Wet robot gaggle. That's yep. what New York, the cold, the, the big, cold, wet robot gaggle. Yeah, that's what they call her. If my daughter said, Daddy, the buildings look like a tall stack of robots. I'd say I raised you better than this. God damn it. <laughs> what are you going to be a humanities major? <laughs> <laughs> he calls the buildings haughty and arrogant twice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These goddamn smug buildings. I'm going to blow them up because I am a That's what he major. Thinks. That's what he thinks the Muslims think. They must yeah. really hate buildings. Look at <laughs> them. <laughs> that's it. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what, why they the did that. Their grudge. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't have like, I guess in Arabic countries, they don't have arrogant buildings. The buildings, they're very humble. Yeah. Yeah. It's, modest. You know. Yeah. It, I don't. I, I have no idea what he's doing here. It, I've never seen less effort to try to understand a villain uh, from the person who has created this villain. Like, he's just like, I do not give a shit who this person is at all. Uh, He's got the one detail uh, wrong and everything else is just nothing. Uh, (laughs) So she like, whatever. I I, I don't know. I don't even know what the fuck. All this talk like takes 12 pages. This I, I counted 12 pages and I learned no more about her than I would from like a Rob Liefeld box describing blood razors, laser sword powers. Like it's just <laughs> nothing. I'm saying this is worse than Rob Liefeld on his worst day. That's how serious I'm criticizing this. Yeah. And uh, so she blows up the nightclub because uh, the guy because it's located near arrogant buildings, apparently. <laughs> uh, and then we're back with the fixer and the Catwoman, and they're all fucked up from the nail bomb. And then another bomb goes off. This one's shooting razor blades. <laughs> Uh, and this is, and there's like a stagger between them. So I guess he's implying they blew up the building and then they had a second bomber waiting out there to run into the first explosion and die again. Like why, I mean, why would sense. it be, why would it be right there? It's yeah, just fucking incredible. buildings a lesson. That's why. <laughs> uh, so Frank Miller's, I guess, writing is himself now because one of the captions just says the bastards, the bastards, how many of my neighbors have they murdered? <laughs> Which yep. I be- believe I've heard him quote in several interviews. There's when they're recovering from the explosion. There's this fucking panel where where they're he's like, oh, I don't even know who I'm breathing in right now. 
And they choose that exact line of dialogue to do a sexy panel of her with yes. like with heaving her tits out, and Batman's like, oh, just like they're both just like flexing on a rooftop, fucking <laughs> fucking thrusting their tits and asses out and just breathing <laughs> in, just huffing 911. Just, who does get sexy with 911? <laughs> this is also amid the sexiness, is where like Frank Miller started doing the little drawings of the people that we lost in the comic book explosion. <laughs> and so and they're like, I don't know if they're really his neighbors, but they're super mean-spirited drawings. Like, it looks yes. like a third-grade class tried to learn how to draw Frank Miller's faces. <laughs> they're like... Yeah, there's he has no respect for the people he's putting in the memorial. Yeah. Like, they're they're largely minorities and liberals, as if he's saying, they're killing your people, too. You're yes. goddamn idiot people. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the line work is, like, really different. It's like you drew them all, like, on different, like, off-road races, like they're, they're, it's so fucking bad. I don't even. I don't know how to describe it. Well, I mean, you can um, you can literally tell that his hand is shaking. You know, yeah. Like when, I guess there's that. They, like like that when he's drawing this, either in rage or you know because he's drunk or whatever. But I mean, it could be both things. Drunk rage. Uh, but it, it, the it just another kind of underscoring just how how far his skills have eroded by this point. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, and then there's four pages of the blank boxes and he does, as you mentioned earlier, kind of fuck that up. Yeah. Uh, and, and so here's the tone is like, I basically read all the dialogue to you from the comic book so far. Yeah. That's the tone. Like just two people fucking on a roof while they complain about like nails in their leg. And then there's all this like silent memorial to people. We just lost in a razor blade bomb to a humanities major <laughs> who didn't have dialogue or faces before. Like we don't, we don't know who they were yeah. or what they wanted out of life, what we lost. Anyway. Um, then it just goes to a silent page of fixer and Catwoman looking shocked at, at the bomb as if like they're experiencing this profound moment with us. It is just raw Frank Miller therapy, just fucking amateur artless imagery, yep. a fucking freshman painting uh, it, from like the, the, the classes, saddest least promising student it's just <laughs> fucking trash yeah and um there's a it's just like a, i don't know the, the next page i have this notes about the art and I, forgive me because but this actually is my area of expertise but like there's this drawing that's just like it's so messy it's hard to tell what he's going for it's like an abstract expressionist smear of car shapes and squiggles yeah and then there's like a giant red high heel platform but it's like the only thing that's not to scale it's like it's like a collage, but the only thing that's not the drawing is this big shoe. So maybe this is a comic book universe that had a 90 foot drag queen superhero that got exploded or <laughs> it's just a foot thing, but it's certainly not art is my point. Yeah. All the feet are colored, all the women's feet. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's probably nothing to that. Probably not. Probably yeah. not. Don't explore that anyone. Uh, <laughs> so Fixer now has like a moment to take a breath and look at all this, this giant shoe on top of this fucking weird collage. And he says, no, not on my watch. And Catwoman goes, not on my turf. Again, this is just Frank Miller writing as himself. Like this is him, like, yep. like watching the nine 11 coverage and being, no, Sons of bitches, I'll draw a fucking, Frank Miller's watch. I'll draw a fucking comic book at you so hard. <laughs> this is how I serve my country. I mean, he said uh, that your quote, he said earlier, this is how yes. I serve my country. He did with yep. this rather than join the Marines. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, uh, like yeah. he would have joined the Marines. You could have joined the Marines when you were younger. You fucking asshole. Uh, <laughs> you just, you're not a guy that joins the Marines. It's who you are. It's, and that's fine. Lots of people are. Uh, but here's uh, they cut to commissioner Gordon 
after of, after an artful, I would say an artful depiction of the entire war in the Middle East. Uh, oh my God! Yeah, through like three pages of just like somebody's face, like Bush's face, and then in the middle oh, of it yeah. all, drawn with the most contempt is Michael Moore. Yes, yes. fucking yep. Michael Moore, and then I guess some Muslims. Yeah, that Michael Moore was like a hairy potato with nine chins and a little baseball hat. Like most contempt, for sure. (laughs) He's a fucking jelly bean with a face. Uh, It it, it was wild. Like, I mean, it's been so long since, you know, the the, uh, Gulf War that I I actually had to like rack my brain for it's like because they're also poorly drawn. So I'm like, who are these folks supposed to be? It's like and I had to like run through my mental list of, you know, the ghouls who, you know, architected the response uh but right. like condoleezza rice is there uh sure. dick cheney's there there's a few other folks i think they're meant to be specific people but i honestly cannot tell you who they are i'm almost certain they're supposed to be uh the george bush i almost thought was barack obama that's how bad a drawing it was yes um when the, it could uh, be both of those things but on that yep. page there's a really mean-spirited caricature of louis farrakhan which is oh yeah i was like oh Frank, what, what's going on here, pal? Like, he just yeah. fucking hates everything. You get the yeah. real I hate fucking everything vibe from Frank Miller. Yeah. And, and this is like an amateur political cartoon in desperate need of labels. You're like, what? <laughs> what? Why are these people here? What are they doing? No yeah. comment. I don't need to explain. It's a, it's a black triangle with a thing at the end. And George Bush. You get it. <laughs> yeah. What are you saying here? Uh, but yes, now we meet their Commissioner Gordon of Empire City. Uh, his name's Don Donegal, uh, but he didn't have any bad ears, so Frank didn't have to redraw it. It's just, it's just Commissioner Gordon. Don Donegal. <laughs> Don Donegal. I'm Don Donegal. I'm a tough cop on a tear. He's a tough cop. You know, you get it. Uh, uh, <laughs> it. Then he continues with some more Pictionary drawings of political leaders and concepts involved in the Gulf War. Just smokestacks, bombs, Condoleezza Rice, waterboarding, whatever. whatever. You, you, were, you get it. You were yep. making this comic yourself at this point. You knew you didn't have, like, you didn't have... Like a page limit to fill out. What is the yes. filler? It's amazing. Yeah, I don't. It really does feel like, like you're deep in a Pictionary try, and like someone is just not getting it. And they're trying to guess. Them, <laughs> it's nine eleven. Guess. Guess did you forget? Drawing bazookas. They're drawing buildings falling down. Like what the fuck? Nine <laughs> eleven. You stupid bitch. Uh, <laughs> in my mind uh so I, I don't know the passage of time here See, th- these drawings made me think like months have passed maybe years that's and the then, thing yeah. yeah like because i mean so i guess because since this came out in 2011 i guess he's reminding us of how we got to this point or something i don't know like yeah, maybe he might be saying it, see I, I was at this for years yeah this this isn't the original it's not meant to be the original 9-11 attack. It's meant to be the attack that happens 10 years after 9-11, which those okay. crafty Muslims have been planning for 10 years. You know, this this orchestrated, you know, a, a attack right. of terror uh, across our great city that's going to make 9-11 look like, you know, I don't know. But the joke's on them because somebody else has been preparing for 10 years. Oh, it's Frank Miller and it's, it's this comic book. <laughs> You're welcome, America. It's been preparing with two bottles of whiskey a day. So uh, I have Wait, Hold on. Quote. He has a, oh, maybe you're doing the quote. What's I the, what's might be. Quote? It starts with, all my life. Yep. There's been something wrong. Something missing. Do you want to continue from there? A sense that everything I'm seeing around me isn't entirely true. This whole world is a mask. Now the world reveals itself. I am at peace. I am at war. Amazing. So this is the nonsense. Took that mask off. 
Yes. Yep. yep. This is what I was talking about earlier. This is a paranoid racist who thinks they were always right because a bad thing happened and their paranoid racism predicted it. Like it's yeah. almost written that yeah, way. He word says for it word for word. word. That's yeah. what I was yeah. referring to earlier was this quote where he's just like, I always felt this way and now I can take the mask off. Like, yeah, that's like a, like a hood maybe. Are you yes. talking about some kind yeah. of hood? Yeah. And this I, is how it like perpetuates itself. It's like the bad thing happens and that sucks. But then you're like, I was right to hate these people. Aren't I smart for my irrational hate? And yeah. it's just, uh, okay, Frank. I think the thing that I hate most about this book, and there's so many things to hate, uh, is that retroactively, it makes all the very good things that he did seem incredibly suspect in Agreed. retrospect. Yeah, you know, it's a real shadow. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, like was he good on accident? Did other yeah. people like edit it to make it good? Or it's like you know, th- like there's there's <clears throat> clearly you know fascist overtones to Batman in Dark Knight Returns. Right. You know, but I felt like he tried to he uh, in the text he deliberately put that on superman and ronald reagan yes and and i thought like okay so he kind of gets what fascism is and he's yeah and he he also he also creates a gotham city that is so cartoonishly lost that this really is like the only reasonable response is to go this far and if you look at it in that context it's like okay like in that context which he is very carefully set up you know, this doesn't read like a like a, a January 6th recruiting tool. <laughs> but you look at this book and then he says shit like that. Yeah. And you're like, well, fuck, was he was he literally saying this in Dark Knight? Like, am I wrong for loving that comic now? Like, yeah, it, it like was All I the tri- stuff I thought was yeah. sarcasm and silliness. It's like, oh, yeah. no. Oh, yeah. shit. Uh, I have another quote here where. He, they're like jumping through the air and it goes with a wild laugh. She lets go of my cape. She flies. I hope I'm not in love with her. I've never fallen in love. I never, never want, want to fall, to fall in, in love. love. I must never fall in love. <laughs> never. Smoking <laughs> uh, guy's missing nine pints of blood and two balls of seed <laughs> on his way to a holy vengeance war. And he's like, I must remember my code of not loving. <laughs> <laughs> devotes a whole page to him just going oh shit am i love i'll never i'll never fall in love again brian adams said that and i really took it to heart and and again this makes no sense unless we know it's supposed to be batman because like we know nothing about the fixer at all yeah uh so anyway um a suicide bomber's vest doesn't work and a crowd beats him up which is just so clearly frank miller's ass kick fantasy and then they put the the guy in a chopper and they're like talking to Batman. They're like, Hey, yeah, we got the guy in a chopper. And he's like, Oh, don't they have sidewinder missiles. They'll kill your chopper. They know where he is. And so, so they all have trackers suddenly. Anyway, the fixer saw this coming with his paranoia as well. And a stinger missile shoots the helicopter in the middle of the conversation. And he goes, stinger missiles and no regard for human life. None for the valiant medics struggling to save their comrade and none for their comrade himself. And then there's little memorial pictures for the doctors we lost in the helicopter crash. Which <laughs> you've never seen before. And then the very next panel, the first line of dialogue, is Fixer saying, let's get us some killing done. <laughs> Rockway, I want you to stop here and remember their names. These nameless fictional paramedics. Honor them. Earn their sacrifice. Uh, I like that he put the, the terrorist in there, yes. too. 
remember he he might have been a terrorist but the son of a bitch didn't deserve to be killed by terrorists (laughs) in his nose and shit like not on like his happiest day we're not like oh this is when the terrorist was 10 years old playing in the yard it's like no this is when he he died in a helicopter with tubes in his nose but all the doctors got like like their internship pictures and like their high school yearbook pictures and stuff anyway yeah the tone is stupid it's it's um Oh, it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna get stupider. Yes, it's this honoring, <laughs> honoring of the dead mixed with the cranky Batman fucking, and it's it's a thousand percent not what I was picturing when I heard Frank Miller wanted to do a classic propaganda comic because yeah. this is this is Jack Chick propaganda, not Captain America propaganda. <laughs> and, and honestly, I, if it was a Jack Chick tract, I would have loved it even more. Yes, uh, but it's not even that. It doesn't 100%. even rise to that level. It is God versus Allah, not America versus Saudi Arabia or wherever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. uh so yeah, next let's get some killing done. Like, let's remember it. the honorable dead, and then let's add to their ranks. <laughs> it's just some fucking barely not broken English. Like if I was playing a '90s like beat 'em up arcade game and said, "Let's get us some killing done," I'd say yes, perfect. Oh, yeah. We engage in postmodern diplomacy. Oh. <laughs> I didn't hate that. I fucking hated it. Jesus Christ! <laughs> that was bad. Oh. It's like someone making fun of Frank Miller again. He jumps in, he's like headshotting two guys and breaking another guy's neck with a kick. And he's like, we engage in postmodern diplomacy. Like, okay. You yeah, like that, re- you re- goddamn humanities majors? Yeah, you're a real tough guy, Frank. Yeah, we get it. Nailed it. That's yep. a fucking Iron Eagle 6 joke at best. <laughs> Don't disparage Iron Eagle 6. <laughs> Sorry, Lou Gossett Jr. Maybe was he still doing it? I don't know. <laughs> Lou Gossett uh, Jr. Jr. at that point. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Batman goes, we give them exactly what they want, minus the innocent victims. Because, like, they want to die. Like, like, that's part of their it. ideology. He says that several times. At the yeah. end, he says, these goddamn bastards are in love with death. Yeah, just... <laughs> and then, uh, this is going to shock you, listeners, but after he kills all those people, we get little terrible drawings of all of them to remember them. <laughs> to remember uh, their memorial. <laughs> also, uh, he does say, it's worth saying, his Bugs Muddy moment. Uh, one of the bombers, yep, runs at him and yells, Jihad! And he says, Gazoontight. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, it's awful, but like more of that, please. Like take that moment and multiply that and you got yourself a comic, Frank Miller. <laughs> Another good one, but, but not a tragedy like this. Yeah. We would like, still have to put content warnings to place it <laughs> in its relevant spot in history. Yeah. But we would still be able to show it, I guess. Yep. And then, and then the fixer says, we got to leave one of them alive to talk. And, uh, uh, you know, store brand Catwoman says, uh, spoil sport. Uh, and he's like, we'll have to torture him. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, torture. Okay. I'm down with that. Um, yeah. It's okay to let them live as long as you're going to torture them. Little memorial box. In, in all this torture talk, there's still like these little calm high school photo pictures of the dead terrorists in the same style as innocent Americans. And it, it just... It feels like clumsy, obvious art. Like, like he's still making this desperate attempt at art, but I don't have any, I, I don't have any idea what he's saying because this guy fucking can't be serious. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm just so fucking frustrated by it. Um, there's, a, there's a part here during the torture where he goes, so Muhammad, pardon me for guessing your name, but you've got to admit the odds are pretty good it's Muhammad. What's the plan? Like, what is that other than racism? Like, the, like knee-jerk racism from like, like a truck driver. Like, it's just like, yeah. Anyway, they break his spine and he talks. 
Uh, then they explode him. <laughs> they, and, they, um, they explode him anyway. After Catwoman tells the the terrorist, he's really a gentle soul. It's just that mm-hmm. when he gets riled up, he's been known to hurt people, which I right. think is uh, how Frank Miller is maybe trying to explain himself. Right, you know, right. I'm really I'm a gentle guy. soul. I'm not normally racist unless like the situation calls for it, like a torture. Like, you know, like, I'm just I'm just a little riled up, <laughs> just a little riled up right now. Yeah. I'm only racist when I meet people who aren't white. Do you get what I mean? Again, it just, <laughs> I'm only racist when it's relevant. And it does. It's not intolerance. It's riled. I'm riled. Yes, yeah. I'm riled up. Uh, I love because when they explode him, uh, she says, yeesh, that's a lot of chunks of terrorist. And then Batman goes, at least we know they're the same species. So like, wow, yeah. we're all alike when we're inside out. Did when you let a exploded. fucking baby write this, Frank Miller? You <laughs> dumb fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, some it's more random like, drawings. I it's like I... the definition of othering someone too. It's yes. Like that, yes. Up until then, there was a question about whether these people are even human. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But like, oh, look, they have intestines like us. You could fuck them and make a baby. So legally, they're the same species. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so more random drawings. I think I spotted Sarah Palin with 80s bangs, maybe. Yep. Uh, Putin. Uh, I couldn't figure out who the, the Jewish fella was on this page, but... Uh, uh, anyway, they, they, now we see like the first direct parallels. Besides how our insides look the same when we explode, they show people watching Transformers, and it and the people in the crowd are saying "epic," "kewl," and "awesome." Then it shows a group of Muslims stoning a woman to death, and they're screaming "infidel," "slut," "whore." So you see how like there's some parallels between our society. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. This is but, how you know our societies get their kicks. Right. Yeah. Transformers is just like stoning a woman to death. Mm-hmm. I, I have always said that. Yeah, I think that's what the reviews said when that movie came out. That was Siskel and Ebert. We give it two whores stoned to death down. Uh, next, they blow up uh, the Statue of Liberty or like the Batman version of it. And uh, Hillary Clinton is super stunned by this. But uh, Ahmadinejad seems to really like it. Maybe it's, it's, I think he just drew the first Ahmadinejad drawing he found. Uh, anyway. This is, as propaganda, this is just voiceless. This is a sketchbook for someone to one day draw political cartoons for their high school paper. It is yeah. nothing. And like, the 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 caricature of Hillary Clinton is just the most mean spirited thing in the book, maybe. Which is, I know, setting a very high bar, but because uh, on the same page, there's you know uh, there's uh, caricatures of Obama and Biden, mm-hmm. which look very flattering actually. And then yeah, the, but, Ob- the Obama one. I think the Obama one. Yeah. I mean, like I would it, have trouble describing that without sounding racist. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it's like it, he everyone else, like every other time he's drawing someone on this page, he makes them look like a monster. Like that's true. And, and there is so much bile and hatred in his caricature of Hillary Clinton specifically. Like he seems to hate her as much as he hates the terrorists. Yeah. Like he, yeah. he is drawing terrorists ripping apart noble American paramedics that we we just met yeah and yet his contempt is for like fucking michael moore fucking humanities majors goddamn hillary clinton yeah yeah that's the real problem yep yeah and i guess his hate comes from like they don't hate al-qaeda as much as him like like i feel like he i don't know if he's like a conservative but he's like those guys have the right idea kill anyone who's not part of your in-group and like everyone else is like oh they're so accepting they want to like hug al-qaeda you know what i mean i feel like that's like right. what issue is with left the leftists um anyway 
uh, they, they now meet Batman's superhero foes. And uh, it is, instead of like meeting a, an analog to the Justice League, it's just two Asian ninja babes and a, and a, a Jewish the question. Yep. Like, it's just a dude with a fucking fedora and a Star of David covering his entire face. Yeah, oh. I had Rorschach, but you only see Judaism. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> right. So maybe, maybe I'm the intolerant one because I saw the Star of David. Uh, <laughs> no, what do you see in the Rorschach test? Jews. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Brockway, you said earlier that you know the the Catwoman analog is the only kind of woman that that Frank Miller can draw. It's like, and I was going to correct you. It's like actually he can draw sexy Asian mm-hmm. ninja babes too, and so he makes up for it by putting two of them on this page. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you know what else I can draw a sexy ninja a- Asian babe. You know what? I'll just do it a couple times. I'll really I'll really show people I can draw something else. No lines for him though. <laughs> No. Yeah, they don't say anything, uh, and they—they're they, not much of a threat. And so the the Catwoman has to be like, "Oh, I think they're going to kill me," and like, because just to like let the reader know, "Hey, no, these girls are dangerous." Normally, Frank Miller would spend a, you know, five or six pages like, "Beautiful, deadly Miho, so deadly, nothing can stop her if she wants you dead." You know, whatever. I yeah. kind of remember Sin City. I don't remember. Perfect, that. perfectly written. Thank you. That was Thank pretty you. much it. Yep. <laughs> so. Uh, so here we are, we learn from, God, what is it, like a 24-panel spread of dialogue. Like, the finally, there's words in this comic, and it's just a car ride of Batman just fucking nagging Catwoman. Yeah. And um, she's like, he's like, I got a plan to kill the police commissioner. And she's like, what are you, what? Are you serious? He's like, no, no, he's a bad guy. Like, nothing has been established so far in the comic to, like, we're just taking Batman's word for it. They're like, yeah, this character we haven't introduced, I'm going to go kill him, but it's yeah. okay. And she's like, hold up. Uh, I, her words are, I can't believe this. And his response to that are, go on, get out. Go home and watch it on TV or shut up and get in line, damn you. <laughs> shut um, up and get in line, damn you. It's fantastic. But we learned that the 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 Jewish question guy was, um, he's like an Israeli Batman. He's uh, a little too intense for Mossad. Those are the fixer's words. And uh, then we hear, anyway, he always knew this would happen. He always knew. So again, Frank Miller is saying that paranoid Islamophobia is the smartest thing you can have to yeah. prepare. But even if you're Batman in this fictional extra Batman universe, it won't help. So I guess he's saying maybe don't be a terrified racist. It doesn't help even when it should. I think he's trying to say the opposite, but accidentally saying that. So in a way, <laughs> like this is good propaganda. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> if you turn it upside down and then read right. it backwards if you ignore works. the intent and go with the meaning yeah then uh yeah so then i uh it's a love story uh all along i i, I don't know if anyone saw that coming but he is falling mm-hmm. in love with catwoman and they go to a mosque to stop the super bomb and which is uh, which is where all of the uh all of the terrorists are are in the yep. city's only mosque yes yep. And uh, so I think Catwoman wonders out loud, why don't they like, why aren't they surveilling him with choppers? They know that the fucking Muslims are here. And the fixer, like a fucking Fox News grandpa is like, oh, we're not allowed to surveil him because dad be profiling. (laughs) Just fucking let us be racist. Jesus. All this fucking red tape. Yeah. Uh, So they send in uh, Catwoman and the plan is to send her in. And hide her face. He's like, they deliberately mentioned hiding her face so she can say, shouldn't be hard for a woman to hide her face. 
not in this crowd. So I feel like Frank Miller knew seven things about Muslims. Wanted to make sure he used all of them. Got six of them wrong, but like, <laughs> but this one. Are we really going to skip over the line where he says we don't have, we can't have choppers on them? That's profiling. So we watch them with satellites from space, yes. Yes. and she's and they have lasers. And she says, "You're telling me you're going to blast a mosque with a laser from outer space." It's good writing. Wrote that. Wrote that down. <laughs> yep. But then, then the, he, the, the fixer's response is actually pretty great. It might be the only good line in the entire thing is, "I don't know. I'm exploring options." Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's that. That's good that good Bugs Bunny shit. Like again, yeah. it would still be a crime, but yep. it'd be a more fun crime than this one. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the, in the in the mosque, um, there's like a secret, like Indiana Jones temple, like going to the center of the earth. Built by and, a race of madmen. Yes. Oh my god! A race yeah. of madmen. I, I really was hoping he met like space aliens there, but he might literally be talking about Muslims. I don't know. I, I don't he know says, what he's trying to do there. He says the old city built by long forgotten ancients. Archaeologists right. have only been able to shake their heads, bewildered by its ornaments, its architecture. Like so, this is a, it's like a Jack Kirby style secret city. Yeah. Right. You know, under the Empire City. Like, I don't yeah. It never comes up again. They never, never even talk about it again. He just says, This city was built by madmen. Anyway, that's where they they have the bomb. They're using it as like a garage. Right. <laughs> it's such <laughs> the garage from fucking Lovecraft. It's the ancient cosmic horror garage, is what it Ma- is. Maybe like the one note that Frank got on this is like, Frank, that's not really what the inside of a mosque looks like. It's like <laughs> it's an ancient city. <laughs> built by fucking madmen. Probably right. They're like, why is why is the mosque seventeen stories below the center of the earth? It's like, yeah. what, they're not all like that. They don't live like mole people. And why the do they have molten uh, core? Giant rock monster statues. I don't think they worship a rock monster. They don't. <laughs> oh shit! I have a. I got a. Can I do some revisions before we go live? There's a Tyrannosaurus Rex head on one of the walls. Yes. And again, I, maybe this was the Bat Cave, and he did some. Serious oh, rewrites to it. I bet it is. I bet yeah. that's what this was supposed to be. Like this is Wayne Manor or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, uh, God. Anyway, uh, the, the quote I wanted to read was: "They look at murder like they're giving a mitzvah. They get the rocks off, giving their own death a big wet French kiss, but they're still scared of girls." And then, uh, then she kills a guy and says, "Give my regards to those seventy-two black-eyed virgins, you son of a bitch." So this is one of the things Frank Miller knows about the Muslims: is they yep. get the ladies when they die. Well, the rest of that quote before between those two things is when she lifts up her her burqa to oh, show right. them her thigh. She says, yeah. "I I give the boys a nanosecond of fishnet shock, as if that stuns any Muslim into inaction." <gasps> oh my god! And then that—that's right. what lets her get away. Is they? Yeah, they, they're, they're, it's they're like showing close to a vampire. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's they're not scared of the allure of women. I'm sorry, they're scared of the allure of women, not like the empowerment of women. Right. Uh, is what she's saying there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this reminds me of 40s and 50s comics very specifically because um, I did an article where I documented every single Justice League member doing and saying racist shit. Right. Because that's just like the normal thing they did. Uh, And Wonder Woman's racism was exactly like this. She'd call people slurs, of course, but um, she'd also specifically mock their culture. Like like she'd grab a Japanese soldier and she'd be like, oh, you like to bow? Oh, well, go ahead and bow. And then she would like take their head and bash it into something. So Frank Miller is doing that, like a beat for beat 60-year-old comic book racism he's doing with like 
like that's his mission statement. He got there. <laughs> that's true. Yes, <laughs> took it took him a hundred ten pages, but he got there. Like that, I guess that's what I found like less forgivable. Um, is that like sure we had like bad words for the people we were at war with and we hated them and and that's hard to look look back on. Yeah, but but it was something about like taking something about their culture and like deliberately mocking them over it. Yeah, yeah, um, and and that just felt like why why did you have to do that wonder woman like yeah anyway so she gets captured like her fighting does not go well um and then here comes a super boss like mega crime guy who like runs not the muslims but like the world and the muslims are just like useful idiots for his secret plan to to something it's so um, wild i mean at this point they might as well just be hydra yeah. you know like it's so cartoonishly like james bond villain yep it it's really just takes like all, a Skeletor. The, all the teeth out of whatever he was trying to do, which was never clear, and he wasn't doing it. Yeah, but it also, yeah. but this just really filed the edges off of whatever that was. <laughs> whatever he was trying to build out there is now just like a, a limp pile on the garage floor. He's like, oh, well, I guess it was probably like a, a secret society. This is also <laughs> like again for something that had been tinkered by by like a an A-list writer like this, it's so fucking bad because he's like, I will not mock you or hurt you. You know what? I'm going to mock you and hurt you. It's just, he's just waffling back and forth, this mastermind. And he's like, I, I'm going to strip you nude for the beheading video. I, oh, it's also, it's worth mentioning that uh, what they, they diffused Catwoman by tying her up with mm-hmm. a specific kind of knot uh, that, right. that many people into the bondage scene will recognize uh, that puts oh. your tits out. <laughs> the ornamental tit the ornamental tit knot is the one he uses and that's how she spends the rest of the entire climax of this comic book the one female character uh is is bound in a in actual bondage knots on the floor there's one more uh female character two if you count how she's there twice <laughs> no i right. don't right they don't they don't yeah. have lines or do anything they were but they i can i cannot emphasize i cannot emphasize enough that According to Frank Miller, uh, Muslims are the ones who treat women terribly. Uh, and, you know, uh, right. they tied her in so, these goddamn erotic yeah. knots that I love so much. Yeah. Sons of <laughs> bitches. I, yeah. I, I, it, it does look like one of the few panels that he actually labored over. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of de- a suspicious amount of detail in those <laughs> knots and ropes, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a, and a weird amount of color on just the feet and nothing else. Yep. I don't yeah. know. I feel like. On top of everything else, this is just unself-aware horniness. I think is, maybe he forgot to jerk off for ten years. I think he was so be. he got so mad about nine eleven so and, mad and he, drunk he couldn't jerk. Off. He couldn't jerk off for ten years, and that's yeah, that explains half of this comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. agreed. Uh, so Fixer like murders his way in to save her. He blows everybody up. He like bioweapons the entire place, and there's a fucking insane choice where it just zooms in on Catwoman's face while she slowly observes a man like vomiting blood to death, just describing every detail of watching him melt. And that's six panels of that. For four and then, like, we're paragraphs, done. I counted. Yes. Was just doing nothing except for this fucking terrorist. He gouges out his own eyes. He digs into his brain, and Catwoman's just like, "Wow, uh-huh. oh man, this is really something." Yeah, uh, I've. Uh, whew. I do a lot of crime. Never seen anything quite like this. Still right. going, huh? Ooh. Yeah. Somebody must be really mad at this guy. Whatever God created this terrible world I live in must fucking hate that guy. <sighs> and then yeah. six weeks later, like, what are we still doing here? Why is it six weeks later? 
And uh, I want to read this quote. It says, six weeks. And what does Captain Dan Donegal, remember, he is a hard man, a tough cop. What does he have to show for it? A noisy, busy, cranky city turned all quiet and scary polite. A cough that comes out of nowhere. No telling when. Making the most body-proud health nut sound like a chain smoker. A bed gone lonely. Children's toys turning up in strange places. And the same sounds, the same smells, every damn night. No wonder they call it terror. The end. <laughs> what, what were you trying to say with what? that? And, and for a comic that has no problem like just cutting to other shit for little memorials, it is just this drunk ass like cop sitting in his bed all fucking sad and tired. And like, no, there's not like shots of families like missing their children who got exploded by the razor blade bomb. It's just it's just him. Yeah, it's just his perspective on those families finding their dead kids toys. I, I, that's how I took that line. I, but again, yeah. I have no idea. The most emphasis and the ending line is the same smells every damn night. No wonder they call it terror. <laughs> what? That's what real what terror is. is. No smell variety. Yeah. Yep. Smell monotony. Like yeah. what would I, I think you were going for something like maybe it smells like explosion. <laughs> Muslim, yeah. I guess. I don't then, know what you're saying. It, it, it is also like maybe the most honest page in the entire thing where, I mean, this entire book is, is obviously it's a 10 year post-traumatic stress freak out. Uh, yeah. And you know, it's understandably he, Frank Miller was at basically he, he was, he was close enough to uh, the site of the attacks that you know, he was caught up in the, the dust and the debris when the buildings came mm-hmm. down. So like he was, he was clearly traumatized and then went 10 years without dealing with it in any productive way. Uh, and I mean, this is like, I feel like this is the one page where he's trying to lay out. This is why I had to make this. I am messed <laughs> up and I'm hurting. And I, this happened, you know, I, I keep seeing and smelling and, you know, hearing the same things over and over and over and I can't get out of it. And it, this could have been the start of something, you know, right. this, if this was the first page in the book and then he had kind of explored that, that would have been a way better and healthier way to deal with all of this, but it that's not the does. route he chose. It does all. seem like this would be great therapeutic craft time and something you would turn into like your group therapist at the yeah. end of the stay. Yeah. You would turn this in and they would read it and say, okay, well now we have a place to start. Exactly. <laughs> uh, at the end, it's respectfully dedicated to Theo Van Gogh, yeah. who was uh, the great-grandson of Vincent's brother. Uh, he made a short film about how Muslims treat women badly and was then murdered by a maniac. So, I mean, that's a very sad story, but it's also like uh, a good example of Frank Miller finding an isolated incident of like terrible uh, act of terror yeah. and like, like – shining a light on it as if like, Hey, no, this is, this is the world. Like, yeah. Art was so important to their family and you did this in his memory. I hope yeah. somebody else did something in his memory because yeah. if it's just this, you're, they're going to, they're fucking, they're going to haunt you. The Van Goghs are going to haunt you into the grave for this. You yeah. son of a bitch. You goddamn son of a bitch. You rotten <laughs> son of a bitch. Let's see. Last week, uh, I recorded a podcast about the death of Gwen Stacy this week. Uh-huh. I recorded a podcast about this thing. Like I'm, I'm like this close to just giving Sorry, up buddy. comics forever. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the moral by the month. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a good show. We work hard at it, and uh, we've been doing it for like four years now. Um, don't start at the beginning. Those episodes are not very good. Jump in anywhere you see a name uh, that you recognize that you uh, and just, you know, go backwards and forwards. It's like jumping into Marvel Comics. You're unless you're an insane person like us, you're never going to read every single Marvel comic. So just pick a place to start. There's three amazing Sean Baby episodes on there. So that I would recommend one of those. Three of them. Yeah. Plus, and it if, sounds like you have to listen to the Harlan Ellison one to oh like, my God, yes. catch all the references later. Yeah. And if you're uh, if you're just starting listening to uh, us, to the Dog Zone, <laughs> don't start with this one. Yeah, you made a mistake. <laughs> you made a terrible mistake. <laughs> like Frank Miller on every page of this. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. It's a podcast canal. Und mit maximalen Schau. Dog Frankfurt podcast. There's nothing so tragic as when the young die before the old. Here at Hot Dog Space Camp, we know that all too well. A moment of silence, please, for the late Hot Dog Space Class, 2023. Three Finger Louie, Aaron Croston, Adrian H. just wanted to see the stars. Buck. We told her that's not how it works, but she was a dreamer. Aiden Mouet, Alpha Scientist Java, Unandy. Armando Nava worked hard, partied harder, and, they say, died the hardest. Badger. Benjamin Cyronin. Bim Talzer. Brandon Garlock. Brian Saylor was the first to suggest they steal a real rocket, but we're trying not to place blame here. Brianne Whitney. Rockway loves the meat pilly. Still does. Barry Tumac. Cyril was the one who actually stole the rocket, and it's his fault. Chad. Chance McDermott. Chris Brower. Curious Glare just wanted to smell space. Devin the Rogue Supreme. Dean Costello. Donald Finney will never forget your tragic last words. Ghost Rod the Whip! Eric Spaulding. Fancy Shark. Jellaho deserved better than to be torn apart by space apes. But he did bring those apes up there. Greg Cunningham. Hambone. Haraka. Harvey Penguini's parents are suing the school. We understand they're hurt, but exploded by asteroid is a pretty classic act of God. Hot fart. Jaber Al Aiden died how he lived. On the moon. Jeff Haraski. We've lost every one of our precious Johns. John Dean's family asked us to say, may he rest in the peace he hated in life. John Hector McFarland's family asked us to say, may he rest in war. John McCammon's family asked us to say, may the bastard find no rest. John Minkoff's family chased us off their property with a thresher. Johnny No Fun was ironically too much fun. It turns out space is not the ultimate bong cooler. Joseph Searles will never forget your tragic last words, 
which were just your own name yelled from a saddle tied to a booster rocket. Now, it may not hurt as badly as losing the Johns, but we lost all of our Joshes too. Josh Fabian, we hope you finally found Alf. Joshua Alf Graves, if only the two of you had met in life. Josh S, we hardly knew ye. Nobody could even find a picture. Leading theories say you were an urban legend. Ken Paisley, K&M, M. Jahi Chappelle, Mac Miserable, Matt Riley, when you enrolled, you told us you wanted to die naked on a comet. We laughed at the time. Max Baroy, Michael Lair, Michael Wells. Now, the school is suing Mickey Lohman's family for defamation. We are not a school full of buttholes who teach kids that rockets point down. Mike Stiles, Moju, N.D., Neil Bailey. Neil Schaefer will miss your laughter most of all. It went like this. War, 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 war. Like a horny walrus choking on a smaller walrus is wild. It's crazy stuff. Neku 104. Nick Ralston. Ozzy Olin. Patrick Herbst, you asked in every class what would happen if you stuck it in the lunar rover. What was the answer, Patrick? Rachel. Rain Vargas. Rihanna. Sarkovsky. Sean Chase is the one who started the deadly rumor that huffing space got you high. Spotty reception. Supernaut had a theory that, in zero gravity, a fart could propel you forever. It's still going, as far as we know. Ted H. Thomas Cavazos. Timmy Leahy overdosed on freeze-dried ice cream. You can only eat four of those in a lifetime, you know. Toasty God. Tom Sekula. Tommy G. Waylon Russell. Yossarian. Yanis Ioannidis. You were our best. Our brightest. The live feed showed you burned that way, too. Dr. Awkward. All of your instructors said it was impossible to do a kickflip in space. They said you'd never land it without gravity. I guess? I guess? I guess the joke's on them because you're kick-flipping forever now! <laughs>